Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is September 23rd. First and foremost, I apologize for my gunky voice. Oh my goodness, I came down with a cold. But the scriptures go on and so I go on as well. Today we're going to be continuing in Isaiah. We're going to take a look at Isaiah chapter 43. Now, I told you at the beginning of the week how much I love Isaiah 40, and I do. Obviously, we spent most of the week on it, but I love 43 as well. And one of the reasons why I love it so much is one of my favorite hymns of all time is based on this chapter of Isaiah. And I think you'll be able to tell which one it is as we go through. So starting in verse one, it says, but now thus saith the Lord that created thee. Now let's pause there really quickly, because do you remember last year when we were studying the Doctrine and Covenants, how most of the section started out like, verily thus saith the Lord, and then he would go on to do one of two things. Either he would establish his relationship with you, like we see in section 15, it says, hearken my servant John and listen to the words of Jesus Christ, your Lord and Redeemer. Or he would introduce himself and then almost give it like a list of his credentials. Listen to what it says in section 38. Thus saith the Lord your God, even Jesus Christ, the great I am, Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the same which looked upon the wide expanse of the eternity and all the seraphic hosts of heaven before the world was made. So we talked about that a lot last year, and we pointed a lot of those things out about how when the Lord would introduce himself, he would do one of those two things. Either he would establish the relationship or he would almost give his credentials so that it's helping establish this true understanding of who he is. And I think that's so neat that it does the same thing here in Isaiah. Again, it says, but now thus saith the Lord that created thee. O Jacob, and he that formed thee. So he introduces himself and then he establishes that relationship. I'm your creator. I formed you. And then understanding that now that we have this basis of who he is and what he is capable of and what he has done, he goes on and says, fear not. Don't be afraid because I, your creator, am here. So fear not. Then listen to what it says. Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. Now, I love this verse. And I know I've talked about this a lot, but I'm a bit of a word nerd. I love the word redeemed or redeemer. Because think about on the side of an empty glass bottle, like an empty Coke bottle. On the side of that, it's going to say redeem for five cents or redeem for 10 cents, right? Well, what does that mean to redeem? Redeem has a bunch of different meanings and there are some really great definitions of the word. To compensate for the faults of someone or something, to do something that compensates for poor past performance, to atone or make amends for, to save, to repay. The archaic definition, which is beautiful, to buy the freedom of. But in its simplest form, if we're going to break this down, the word redeem comes from the word remir, which means to buy back. So on those bottles, what it's saying is bring it in and we will buy this bottle back for five cents or for 10 cents, whatever it is, whatever state you live in. But how beautiful is that image when we think about what the Savior has done for us here on the earth because of 
the world that we live in because of the plan of God, we are going to make mistakes. We are going to sin. But God's plan was also to put a savior here to redeem us, to buy us back from that sin. And because he has purchased us, because he has redeemed us, because he has bought us back, he then can do what he says at the very end of this verse. I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. Because he has bought us back, we have become a special possession, a special treasure of the Savior. It's interesting. There's a man that I've talked about multiple times. He was kind of like a second dad to me, but he used to say to me, you are mine. And that was always just the sweetest, most special thing that he could say. He told me he loved me all the time. And I loved that too. I was so grateful for that. But the fact that he would look me in the eyes, hold my face and say, you are mine was so special. And it hit so close to my heart that he would claim me as his own. That despite my weaknesses, despite my craziness, despite mistakes, he would claim me as his own. That beautiful phrase, thou art mine, is a beautiful way of the Savior to express his love. That despite our mistakes, despite our sins, despite our weaknesses, he loves us and he will claim us if we will let him. Elder Gifford Nielsen once said, when the winds blow in our lives, where is our focus? Remember, there is always one reliable source of strength and courage. The arms of Jesus extend to us just as they extended to Peter. As we reach for him, he will lovingly rescue us. We are his. He said, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. He will prevail in your life if you let him. The choice is yours. Will we let him claim us? Will we turn to him so that he can remind us that we are his? Verse two goes on and it says, When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not o'erflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. I love this because all of these things are reminders of what the Lord had done for the people in the past walking through the waters of the Red Sea. They walked right through those waters and were just fine. He was with them. And through the rivers, when they passed through the river Jordan, they weren't overtaken by them. And through the fire, as he led the children of Israel in the wilderness as a shadow by day and as a pillar of fire by night, he was there. My friends, there is strength and there is power in remembering where the Lord has been in your life previously. There's a reason why through the entire Old Testament, the Lord is constantly reminding them of the miracles that he had previously done. When we remember where the Lord's hand has been in our lives, we will gain strength to trust him moving forward. Verse three says, for I am the Lord, thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. Now I love this because just as in verse one, the Savior takes ownership of us and he calls us his a possessive thing, we get to do the same thing. It says, I am the Lord, thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. Just as he claims us as his own, we get the opportunity to claim and to recognize him in a very personal way as our God and our Savior. Not a generic way, 
Like, oh, I know that he's the savior of the world. That's great. But more importantly, do you know that he is your savior and your God? There is a special deepening of your relationship with him when we come to understand that the atonement is very, very real for us and that he is our savior, not just a generic savior. Verse four, since thou wast precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable and I have loved thee. Therefore, I will give men for thee and people for thy life. Fear not, for I am with thee. My friends, I love that verse because it says, because he loves us, he gives men for us and people for our lives. No, no one's ever had to lay down their life for my sake other than the Savior. But I look back in my life and I see all the different people that God gave me or that God sent me to point me towards him. He will send people into our lives to help us remember him. He will send people into our lives to help us come closer to him. All of that is part of his work and his glory to bring us back to him so that he can look at us and say, thou art mine. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.